הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דורנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש שמשר בארצמה. הוא יבחן לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל, נובע מקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן ונפגן ונשמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם, today we start a new section of שפחי ארם. Um, the section which discusses רבנו's pilgrimage to ארץ ישראל. סדר הנסיעה שלו לארץ ישראל, this is the, the arranged order of רבנו's journey to ארץ ישראל. God willing, we start with uh, Seif Aleph, section 1. We're going to see some awesome stuff that we're going to uh, talk about. Uh, God willing, really amazing, amazing things um, about Rabbeinu's journey to Eretz Yisrael. Um, let's start with Seif Aleph. Before Rabbeinu traveled and decided to embark on the journey to the land of Israel, he first stationed himself in Kaminit. He went to Kaminit first, a city in, uh, in Ukraine. And Rabbeinu's journey to Kaminit, along with many other journeys Rabbeinu took, all the journeys Rabbeinu took, this one specifically, Rabbi Nathan says, was a great mystery. Suddenly, all immediately, Rabbeinu decided to travel from his house, and he said, I have a pathway that stands before me that I need to travel on. And Rabbeinu took Uh, he traveled from his house and he went on the pathway, the, the, the roads, which lead a person to Medzibuz, the, the place where uh, the Baal Shem Tov is buried, the place where he grew up in. So Rabbeinu said, I have somewhere before me, but I have, uh, what do you call it? We're going to see right here, and Rabbeinu said, he added, Rabbeinu said that he himself has no idea where he needs to go. So everyone asks a question. And Rabbeinu said, people have questions about me. The fact that Rabbeinu says um, he has a journey before him, but he has no idea where he's going. It's tremendous. Before Rabbeinu goes to Eretz Yisrael, he's saying, I have a journey before me, but I have no idea where I'm supposed to go. So Rabbeinu goes on the road to Medzibuz, and um, Rabbeinu still has no idea of the destination where he's supposed to go. He traveled there to Medzibuz. And within that city of Medzibuz, It was known to him, it was made known to him. Hashem, God for Hashem, God and all the uh, angels or whoever it is. It was known to him from the heavens. It was, he was informed by the heavens that what? He needed to travel to Kaminit. So Rabbeinu left his house suddenly, went to Medzibuz, and in Medzibuz he was made known. He was informed by Hashem Itbarach to travel to Kaminit, Vinasara Kaminit, and then he traveled to Kaminit. And all of his journeys. All of his travelings were in ultimate simplicity, like the way of simple men. Without any authority, without any fame. Rabbeinu didn't travel as a Rebbe. He hid himself completely so that nobody knew, would know who he was. And for more about this, Rabbeinu explains this in um, Lesson 78 of Likute Moratinyana, that to go to the Eretz Yisrael, which is the greatest of all holiness, the, the, the greatness of all greatnesses, one he needs to make himself the smallest of all things. You have to p- bring yourself into Katnut. And this is one of the main reasons why the Baal Shem Tov could not enter Eretz Yisrael because he traveled with all his fame and all his glory. Whereas Rabbeinu said that in order to get to Eretz Yisrael, one needs to remove everything so that nobody knows who you are. So Rabbeinu said, without any... Rabbeinu traveled on the way to Kaminit and through Medzibuz, he, he traveled without any fame. Even though he was already awesome, he was already famous in the world and he was, he was already known by everyone. He warned all the 
the students, all the men who were traveling with him, that they be careful not to make known any single place in which he was traveling, not to make, not to tell anyone where he was traveling, not to tell everyone that he was here, that he was really traveling, um, hidden from the eye. And it was not known in any single place. The people that were there, nobody knew that he was there in that place. Because he traveled with concealment, like the merchants do. And then he arrived in Kaminit. And then in that time, it was forbidden for any single Jew to live in Kaminit at that time to, to dwell within the city borders, basically. All the Jews had to live outside the city borders of Kaminit. Outside the city, and anyone who had any business to do within the city, any Jew who had to do business within the city, uh, within the city boundaries of Kaminit, he would enter the city during the day. He would have permission to stay there the entire day. And at night, they were forced to be kicked out of the city, basically. The Jews could not stay there overnight. As it was known, that no Jew was allowed to dwell and to stay there overnight. And Rabbeinu, may his memory be a blessing, entered the city. He entered the city of Kaminit with one man, who was with him at the time. And he was there until the night. And at night, at the time when everyone has to, has to leave, what did Rabbeinu do? He commanded the man who was with him, his attendant, to leave the city. And Rabbeinu, may his memory be a blessing, remain there alone. And look at this. He remained there alone within the city. And he commanded the man above his attendant, who he told to go out of the city, that the next day, the next morning, that he should come back into the city and he will find Rabenu in the, in the city. Rabenu himself dwelled there the entire night in the city. And there's not a single creation in the world that knows what he had done there that night. And on the next day, that man re-entered the city. He re-entered that city and he found him there. And afterwards, Rabenu himself with this man entered many different houses within the city of Kaminit. And they would find any excuse to enter these homes, random homes, random people's homes. Rabenu and this attendant would enter, knock at the door and say, uh, what? He would knock at the door and say, what? Uh, could you give us some whiskey? Rabenu would find any sort of excuse so as, they, so as he could enter the house. Rabenu entered many different houses with many different sorts of excuses. And no single person knows Rabenu's intention with what he was doing like this. Why he was doing this. And what he was doing in this city. And afterwards, he traveled from Kaminitz to his house. He returned back home. And afterwards, after Rabenu, um, dwelled in that city of Kaminit that night, when he spent that night alone, the only Jew to basically spend overnight in Kaminit. From that point and on, they gave permission to the men of Kaminit, the Jewish people of Kaminit, to dwell within the city. From the second Rabbeinu stayed over that night, from that point on, 
they changed the rules and now the Jews could enter the city, which was a very big chidush because until then for many years there was no Jews allowed to stay overnight. And obviously this was all before Rabbeinu met Rabbi Natan. This journey to Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi Natan's recounting from the students. He's listening, he, he's recounting from all the people where he got all this information from, the people with Rabbeinu, the people, his attendant, every, everyone else, you know, etc., etc., etc. Rabbi Natan wasn't there at the time to testify to all this. He got this all, he got this information from Rabbeinu himself and from uh, others as well. And it's, uh, it's pretty incredible that after Rabbeinu returned home from Kaminit, Rabbeinu gave a Torah, he spoke on the verse in uh, Tehidim, uh, chapter 63, My soul is cleaving after you, Hashem. My soul is uh, binding to you, God. And uh, it's known that we don't have this Torah Nikut Moran. And uh, that soon after Rabbeinu gave this lesson, returned from Kaminit, one of his uh, daughters passed away. And uh, after Rabbeinu um, after one of Rabenu's daughters passed away, Rabenu said that uh, he went and said, and Rabbi Natan records this in Chayim Oran. He says that I may lose many more children because every single move I make, I'm becoming a complete novelty. So that even the, every from the time I came from Kaminit back, I'm a completely new person. Meaning that what every single move Rabenu is making, he's moving from level to level to level. As Rabbeinu once said, I can do an Avodat Hashem in one breath what a man can do in 70 years. We have no conception of what that means. We have no understanding of the levels we're talking about, the levels of the awesome tzaddik who can really move from level to level in even just a single breath. But here Rabbeinu is saying that every single move he's making, especially these journeys, even though we have no idea what it means, Rabbeinu went into the houses and tried to find excuses to enter the houses, and that from that point on, people were allowed to dwell in the city overnight, etc. All these things that Rabbeinu does, it's all novelty. Rabbeinu is a completely new person after being in Kaminitz than what he was before then. So Rabbeinu said, may God protect us. Because Be'emet, with every move I make, the Satan is creating accusations and accusations and accusations. The evil side is trying to create accusations against the tzaddik. And because of this, Rabbeinu lost uh, multiple children. Multiple children. And uh, his wife as well. Uh, it's, it's very sad. But uh, we continue with Se'iv Bet. One who knows why the land of Israel was first in the hands of Kena'an, in the hands of the other nations. And then afterwards it was given to the Jewish people. As we know that uh, when God created the world, we weren't given Eretz Yisrael immediately. We know it was taken by, it was called Eretz Kena'an, the land of Kena'an. All these other uh, nations occupied Eretz Yisrael until Hashem until after Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu's student, Yahushua, came and conquered the land. And it was given to, Yisrael, uh, given to the Jewish people. But first, the land of Israel was given to the Goyim. So Rabbeinu says, one who knows why Eret Yisrael was first given, to, was first given in the hand of Kena'an and then after the, to the Jewish people, He knows the reason why I was in Kaminitz first before I entered the land of Israel. Why I journeyed to Kaminitz before I journeyed to Israel. Rabbeinu said it's the same, it's the same uh, sod. It's the same secret. The journey to Kaminit was an awesome mystery. Everyone gave their explanation as to why Rabbeinu was traveling there. Many different Sadiqim spoke about why Rabbeinu was traveling to Kaminit. Few people 
praised Rabenu and preached about this journey as being an awesome and praiseworthy thing that Rabenu was doing. They said that Rabenu was doing awesome things and they gave examples for what he was doing. Uqtzat and some other people were were mocking Rabenu's movement and they were saying that they weren't holy, etc. But Rabbi Nathan says, don't be fooled. Not even the ones who were praising Rabenu were right. They were all misled. They all were mistaken. Even those people who praised Rabenu in this journey and were giving examples as to what he was doing, awesome things. They did not understand Rabenu's intention at all. And even those who knew a little bit, because of the fact that Rabenu revealed to them some sort of hints and little sort of secrets and snippets about why what he was doing there. Even those people who knew the smallest amount, they did not know Rabbeinu's intention entirely. And Rabbeinu um, already said and a clever remark about this. Something beautiful about this. About um, how the world, how the people constantly mislead themselves over everything he does. And this Inyan is brought Siman Resh. Siman 200, this idea is brought um, that Rabenu was saying how uh, people, um, how the movements Rabenu did ex- seemed extremely strange to people and how people misinterpreted his actions. And uh, this is uh, something that we cannot understand. Rabbi Avram Barab Nachman, one of the, the, one of the later students, the generations down from Rabbi Natan, Rabbi Nathan had a student by the name of Rabbi Nachman um, Mitulchin. That was his main student. And Rabbi Nachman Mitulchin had a son by the name of uh, Rabbi Avraham. Rabbi Avraham ben Rabbi Nachman. His name is Rabbi Avraham, the son of Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman of Tulchin, who is the main student of Rabbi Nathan. So the main student of Rabbi Nathan had a son, and his name is Rabbi Avraham ben Rabbi Nachman. And um, Rabbi Avraham Chazan, this tzaddik, in his book, Kor Ve'or, he explains, he writes, uh, he writes, a, he says something awesome. He says that when Rabenu gave the blessing to Rabbi Aaron Mibreslev, one of his main students, before he entered the land of Israel, before he journeyed to the land of Israel, he told his student, one of his main students, Rabbi Aaron Mibreslev, one of his big students, he said to him, he said, I give you the merit to understand my mundane conversations in this world when then you get to the world to come. He told Rabbi Aaron, he said, when you, when you get to the world to come, when you pass away from this world, I give you the bracha that you understand all of my mundane conversations the way I understand them in this world, the, with the intention that I had in this world. And this was a huge blessing. This was before Rabbeinu entered Eretz Yisrael to show you the level he, already, he was already at at this point. Rabbi Avraham ben Nachman remarks about this, um, this promise Rabbeinu gave and this gift Rabbeinu gave to Rabbi Aaron. Rabbi Avraham ben Nachman says like this. He says, And I yearn to have the merit to understand one mundane conversation the way Rabenu understood in this world, 10,000 years after the resurrection of the dead. Can you imagine? That to understand the Kavanah of a Tzadik, the, the, the Tzadik I met, we are so far from understanding the Kavanah of the Tzadik I met, we have no idea where it even begins. So Rabenu says the entire world is misled. The entire world has no ideas in mis- misinterpreting my actions because it, it holds the greatest secrets. As we see that Rabbi Avraham ben Nachman was praying to understand one mundane conversation 10,000 years after the resurrection of the dead. Can you imagine? And uh, it's something tremendous. We know the Arizal, when he was sleeping on Shabbat Kodesh, 
Rabbi Chaim Vital, the main student of the Arizal, used to come listen to the Arizal stutter because his lips were moving while he was sleeping. And one time the Arizal was um, woken up by the movements of Rabbi Chaim Vital who was listening to the Arizal who was standing right next to him to try to, to, try to listen to what the Arizal was saying and revealing. And Arizal said, what are you doing? And Rabbi Chaim Vital responded by saying, I want to grasp what you're studying. And um, the Arizal said that what I study up there in the heavens while I sleep, it would take me 80 years to give you an introduction to what I just learned. An introduction, 80 years for an introduction. So we have no idea when the tzaddik I met, when he really, uh, when he's in Torah and the movements that he does, we have absolutely not even a single grasp about what he's doing. And the last se'i for today, Ktat Amru, and those people who were praising Rabenu about this journey, some claimed that Rabenu was traveling to Kaminit in order to find there the writings that were bequeathed by uh, Rabbi Adam Balshem, a big tzaddik at the time of the Balshem Tov, to the Balshem Tov. Um, some people were saying about Rabenu that the reason why he traveled to Kaminit was because he went to go find the writings that a big tzaddik gave to the Balshem Tov, and the Balshem Tov hid them in a stone. And it was rumored that uh, they said that those writings that the Baal Shem Tov hid were hidden inside a stone in the Kaminitz. And this is brought down in the Shifchei Baal Shem Tov. Um, over there, this idea that Rabbi Adam Baal Shem, this tzaddik, gave the Baal Shem Tov certain writings. And the Baal Shem Tov hid them. So people were saying that Rabbi went to go find these writings. And they said that he traveled there for this reason. Rabenu mocked this reason. And he said, Rabenu said he did not travel at all for that reason. He did not need those writings at all. And he said, Rabenu said, if I want those writings, that those people, whoever it would be, would bring them to his house directly. He wouldn't even need to travel for it. But Rabenu said, I do not need those writings whatsoever. Just to show you. <laughs> Um, so that's it for today, Bezrat Hashem. God willing, uh, next podcast we start with Seif Hey.